push forward or retreat. The old Jinwu would have chosen to wait until his next opportunity. Without hesitation. That was how he'd survived so many raids. Despite his dismal abilities. People said it was a miracle, but it was. Actually due to smart decision-making. However, things were different now. He didn't want to go back. If he gave up now, he felt like he'd never be able to move forward. I've done a lifetime's worth of retreating. Shouldn't he try to clash with what was ahead for once in his life? He put the teleportation stone back in his pocket, his footsteps as he headed down to the second floor were as light as air. You have leveled up. You have leveled up. Unlike regular dungeons, monsters respawned in instance dungeons. Those on the first basement floor respawned while Jinwu wiped out. The ones on the second basement floor and vice versa. You have leveled up. You have leveled up. Jinwu went back and forth between the first and second. Underground floors, defeating monsters until his level no longer. Increased. Since I don't know when I'll get this kind of opportunity again. At a certain point, he'd even memorized where and how monsters would come out and attack him. A monkey falls from the ceiling. Page, 146. He swiftly avoided the long claws of the monkey-like monster, dropping from overhead and stabbed it in the chest. Eek! Cats on both the left and right side. He beheaded the two black leopards that attacked him from either side. Rarek. Gra. You have defeated a razor-clawed Briga. You have defeated a black shadow raisin. You have defeated a black shadow raisin. That was the end of the second underground floor. Jinwu had cleared the floor once more, but it had been a while since his stats had frozen at level 15. It seemed like this was as far as he could progress on these floors. Stats Stats. Strength, 45. Stamina, 24. Agility, 24. Intelligence, 24. Perception, 24. Available ability points, 0. By level 15, his stats had increased quite a bit. Page, 147. His agility was almost at 25. He'd clearly realized the Difference between strength and agility once the latter had surpassed 20. Agility didn't make Jin Wu faster, but rather made it seem like his opponents were moving slower. It's like everything's in slow mo. When a monkey fell from the ceiling or a leopard leaped toward him, they looked slowed down. It felt like he was seeing everything move. Frame by frame. This made it easy to avoid monsters as well as successfully pull off attacks. As advertised, he'd become more agile. Speed was relative. As his agility stat went up, the gap between his and his opponent's skills widened to the point where, to them, it looked like he was moving at superhuman speeds. If my strength and agility keep increasing, that combo is going to be incredible. That was the conclusion he reached regarding the agility stat. So, Jin Wu turned his head. What should I do about that? He was looking at the stairs, going down to the third underground floor. 
There was a reason he'd kept to the first and second basement. Floors even though there was a clear path to the third. I've got chills. As his perception stat increased, he detected more and more of a foreboding aura coming from the third underground floor. Something powerful was down there. He didn't need to see it to know that. Jinwu remembered the message he heard at the exit. Page 148. You cannot leave the dungeon. You must either kill the boss or use a teleportation stone. The big boss. Jinwu had kept going back and forth between the first and the second floors in order to level up as much as he could in preparation for taking out the boss. Even though he'd done that much preparation, he still felt nervous at the top of the stairs. Jinwu lightly slapped his cheeks. Since I'm already here, I can't go back without at least seeing its face, can I? A healthy dose of stress was necessary to keep him on his toes. This was just the right amount. Jin Wu gripped his sword with both hands and slowly descended the stairs. 5. Boss Round Why did it seem like there were more steps than usual? Jin Wu licked his dry lips. It was way darker here than on the first and second floors, but he had no problem seeing. Maybe because of the perception stat, he felt like his eyesight was much better than before. He cautiously went down a bit farther and spotted the subway tracks. Or rather, he could see the space where the tracks were supposed to be. Instead of rails, the area was filled with black water. What is that? It didn't look like a subway track. More like a river or stream. It happened the moment Jin Wu took a step forward for a closer look. In the blink of an eye, a large log-shaped object burst out of the water. FFFSSSHHH. Coming in hot. What suddenly appeared before him was no log. It was a snake as thick as one. Whoa. Jin Wu hurriedly swung his sword at its head. Page 151. Klong. Jin Wu looked incredulous. What the? He was able to knock the charging snake's head away from him, but his sword shattered. Shocked, he turned back. Surprised by the counterattack, instead of rushing into its next strike. The snake stayed coiled up at a distance and glared at Jin Wu. King of the Swamp, Blue Venom Faint Kasaka. Jin Wu could clearly see its name floating in red letters. This snake was much faster and stronger than any of the ordinary monsters whose names had appeared in white letters. I can't believe it broke a sword imbued with mana so easily. Jin Wu swallowed hard as he eyed the kasaka. Smooth blue scales covered its entire body. They were so closely embedded that it almost looked like armor. Sword attacks had proven futile on these scales. Would punching it do anything? As Jin Wu was trying to come up with a strategy, the kasaka seemed to finish sizing him up and charged once again. Its speed was incredible. FSHHH, Jin Wu squinted. It's coming. His eyes had trouble following the Kasaka before, but after focusing all his senses on it, he was starting to make out its movements. It was thanks to the agility stat.
page 152. As the Kasaka lunged at him with its mouth wide open, Jean Wu quickly twisted around and grabbed it in a tight headlock as it passed. Bye. Creek Rick. Jin Wu's strength stat was close to 50. He applied as much pressure as he could to the snake's artery. The reptile thrashed and writhed in. Pain as Jin Wu refused to let up. Jin Wu gritted his teeth and squeezed harder. Wham. Wham. Even as the snake smashed Jin Wu into the walls and floor, he clung to it for dear life. If I hadn't maxed out my level as much as I could. Once the mind thinks what if, it's difficult to stop. So many thoughts raced through Jin Wu's mind. What if he hadn't leveled up? What if he hadn't upgraded his strength stat? This Kasaka would have kicked his ass. This place could have been his grave. Not going straight down to the third underground floor had been a smart call. He'd made the right decision. Krayek. The sound of the Kasaka skull breaking was unsettling. You have defeated King of the Swamp, Blue Venom feigned Kasaka. You have leveled up. You have leveled up. As expected of a boss, after defeating the Kasaka, Jin Wu went up by two levels. Page 153. Jin Wu pumped his fists. His level had been stuck at 15, but it was now 17. He'd gone from level 1 to level 17 in a single day, which was an absolutely insane amount of growth. That's all great, but no one tackled a dungeon boss for the experience points. The best part of defeating a boss was the loot. As he examined the lifeless snake, Jin Wu saw two things shining in its stomach. Are there two because it was a boss? He happily extended his hands. Ping. You have discovered item, Kasaka's Venom Fong. Would you like to acquire it? You have discovered item, Kasaka's Venom Gland. Would you like to acquire it? Acquire all. A dagger seemingly made from bone and a pouch with some kind of liquid appeared in Jinwa's hands. Item, Kasaka's Venom Fong. Acquisition difficulty, C, category, dagger. Attack power, plus 25. A dagger made from a Kasaka's Venom Fong. It contains Kasaka. Venom and causes paralysis and drain debuffs when used to. Attack. You may keep it in your inventory or sell it in the shop. Debuff, paralysis, opponent cannot move for a set time. Page, 154. Debuff, drain, opponent's HP will decrease by 1% every. Second for a set time. Jin Wu nodded in satisfaction. Looks like it's a dagger made out of a fong, not bone. Based on its info, it seems like a pretty good item. Next up was the pouch. Item, Kasaka's Venom Gland. Acquisition Difficulty, A Category, Poison. This pouch contains refined Kasaka poison. Harvesting this from A. Kasaka is very rare. Once you drink it, your skin will harden, but your muscles will be permanently damaged from the poison. Buff, Kasaka's armor scales, decreases physical damage by 20%. Debuff, 
damaged muscles, strength, minus 35. Jinwoo's face showed his conflicting delight and dismay. Kasaka's venom fong was an excellent replacement for his broken steel sword. Not only was its formidable attack power twice as high as the broken swords, but Jinwoo was especially happy about the paralysis and drain debuffs. But the venom gland is. He had initially been excited when he saw it was an A-rank item in terms of acquisition difficulty, but his excitement was mitigated by A. Careful reading of the description. The part about decreasing damage by 20% seemed like an effect fitting of an A-rank item, but it had a fatal penalty of decreasing the strength stat by 35 points. Since Jinwoo had been especially focused on increasing his strength, that caveat cut him deep. Page 155. It was like a double-edged sword. Or no, it was more like a white elephant. Maybe it'd be worth using once his strength stat was so high that even losing 35 points wouldn't have much of a consequence, but it was impossible for Jinwoo as he was now. Let's just put this away. He grimaced as he stored the dagger and poison in his inventory. He would have been less disappointed if it had been an A-rank dagger and some C-rank poison. At least he'd have felt okay throwing away the C-rank poison. As he did, a message popped up. As the boss has been defeated, the dungeon will now revert to its original state. Everything went blurry for a few moments, before Jin was eyesight. Reverted back to normal, though he did feel slightly dizzy. When he looked around, he saw an ordinary subway station. The lights were bright, and the water that had once filled the tracks was gone. But why is there no one here? Not only were there no people, but there were no subway trains. Either. He checked the time to see if transit hours were over. It was currently 10 o'clock. He'd stepped into Hapjong Station at around lunchtime, so he'd spent over nine hours here. Time flies. If his fatigue levels hadn't reset with each level up, he probably would have passed out a few times from exhaustion by now. Either way, the subway should still be running. Page 156. No matter how long he waited, no train came, so Jinwoo shrugged and decided to leave the station. He didn't see anybody along the way to the exit. As he trudged up the stairs, though, someone yelled at him. Hey, he didn't realize how welcome another person's voice would be. He looked up. It was a soldier with a gun. Who are you? What were you doing? There? Did you not hear the news? Jean Wu tensed at the soldier's stern expression. What happened? What kind of question is that? As the soldier approached, he saw the broken sword in Jin Wu's hand. The broken sword wouldn't go back into the inventory, but Jean Wu had been hesitant to abandon it in the dungeon and had brought it back with him. The soldier's eyes changed at the sight of it. He examined Jin Wu's appearance. Upon closer inspection, he noticed the signs of combat on Jinwoo's clothes. The soldier's expression softened. Are you a hunter? Yes, I am. 
my apologies for being rude. This way, sir. Please follow me. Um, okay. Jean Wu figured things would get too hard to explain if. He tried to clear up a possible misunderstanding, so he decided to. Just go along with the soldier. He glanced around. Looks like. Something wasn't right. The street was totally empty. The only people he could see were soldiers and police officers. He also. Page 157. Spotted the carcasses of dead magic beasts, trashed cars, and wrecked buildings. Jingwu realized what must have happened. A gate must have opened near here. While it was rare nowadays, what with the hunter system being so well established, sometimes a gate materialized in and out of the way location and wouldn't be discovered until it was too late. Whenever that happened, the nearest army base would respond until hunters could arrive on the scene. Unfortunately, soldiers, weapons have no effect on magic beasts, but they had to be prepared to make some sacrifices in order to give civilians a chance to escape safely. To put it bluntly, they were essentially human shields. Someone had to do it, and the burden fell on the shoulders of the young men of the country. Thank you. The soldier leading Jin Wu spoke up. Pardon? We're safe, thanks to the hard work of hunters like you. Oh. He'd said, thank you. Jin Wu wanted to return those words to the soldier. Hunters were thankful to soldiers, and soldiers were thankful to hunters, because both fought to protect someone or something. CHHHRKKK. The soldier's face brightened at the radio message coming in. Almost all the beasts have been dealt with, and there's only one big one left. Jin Wu nodded. He understood the situation even without the soldier's explanation. Page 158. He sensed a powerful force in the vicinity. He also sensed the energy of the hunters surrounding it. His increased perception ability let him process information he couldn't see by sensing it. He had a gut feeling. It's the boss. And soon, he spotted it. About ten or so hunters faced off against a giant made of stone in an empty lot nearby. The giant was about as tall as a utility pole. It was a golem-type magic beast. Eek, the soldier whimpered and stepped back. Apparently, it was his first time seeing a magic beast, as he froze as soon as it came into view. Most people reacted the same way. Seeing a magic beast on TV or on a screen was totally different from seeing one in real life. Jean Wu, on the other hand, was calmly assessing the whole situation. Healers, please focus on the tanks. We're already doing our best. Why won't it go down? Dealers, what are you doing? Doesn't look like it's gonna fall anytime. Soon. Its defense is too high. We don't have enough mages. It had all happened so suddenly that low-rank hunters had been the first to answer the call. Both their defenses and offenses were minimal. It was looking to be a desperate struggle. Crash. 
Right as the stone golem slammed its massive fist down, the tanks. Knees buckled for a moment. Arg. Blood spewed from the hunter's mouth. Page, 159. And no. The tank will die if this keeps up. What do you expect me to do? I'm running out of magic power. Where are all the high-rank hunters? The hunters were obviously reaching their limit. Jean Wu was. Observing this with a keen eye. I can do this. He slowly took a few steps back. The golem-type boss had high defense, but its level appeared to be lower than it initially seemed. It likely wasn't nearly as powerful as the blue venom feigned something or other from the instance. Dungeon. I just need to neutralize its defense somehow. All he needed was one blow so powerful that it would punch straight through its defense. Once he was far enough, Jinwu pulled his arm back. The muscles of the arm holding the broken sword quickly began to tighten. Thick. Veins appeared all the way to the top of his hand. He focused every bit of his power into his right arm. When it was as tight as a bowstring, he launched it forward at a velocity close to the speed of sound. Go. Deerank hunter Hansu Lee was falling into despair. He couldn't keep this up any longer. His precious shield was starting to crack. Page, 160. Healers seemed to be running out of magic power, and it was clear. They were having trouble keeping up with everyone's wounds. At this rate, they'd all die. It was time to make a choice. The only viable solution he could think of was to sacrifice himself to let the others escape while they waited for higher-rank hunters to arrive. It's either that or everyone dies. He broke out in a cold sweat but made a difficult decision. Hansu looked back and shouted, I've got this, so you guys. Just then, something caught his eye. Something shiny was hurtling in. Their direction. To be honest, he sensed only that something was flying toward them, but he couldn't actually see it. It was that fast. Crack crack. The golem's head shattered after something struck it. W.H. What the? Hansu looked on in disbelief. The headless golem staggered. The rest of the hunters cheered and launched a final wave of attacks. Yes. It's working. It's going down. Just a little more. We got this. No one had seen the projectile because they'd been too focused on attacking. No one except Hansu, who'd been standing right in front of the golem. Gra. The golem finally toppled over. Page, 161. Wood. The heavy creature kicked up a cloud of dust as it hit the ground. Hoo-hoo. The hunters roared in celebration. We did it. We got I'm. Only Hansu, who'd seen everything, shook his head. No. Our attacks barely scratched it. He hurriedly inspected the area around the fallen golem. What the heck could have shattered the head of this hunk of stone? In his search, Hansu managed to scrounge up a broken sword. It was a steel blade, but it contained an insignificant amount of mana. This boss-level golem withstood the attacks of over ten hunters, but 
Somebody took it out by throwing this piece of junk. He didn't know what to say. Hansu looked back and forth between the remains of the golem and what was left of the sword before. Running through the jubilant hunters in the direction from where the sword had come. Excuse me. There was a single soldier standing there. Yes? Did you mean me? Yes, you. The soldier swallowed nervously as a hunter of considerable mass lumbered toward him. It just went to show how overwhelming the mere presence of a hunter could be to a regular person. Hansu showed him the sword. Did you throw this? Oh, that was, the soldier blinked in confusion as he turned to look. Behind him. Huh? There was definitely another hunter here a second ago. Page, 162. There was nobody behind the soldier. Hansu scratched his head and looked down at the broken weapon fragment as the soldier glanced around in confusion. The power, that destructive force. Was a high-rank hunter here? There was no way to verify this, since whoever it was had disappeared. By that time, Jinwu was heading back home. He'd turned around as soon as he saw the golem stumble. He'd killed the thing. He knew that for certain. All profits from killing a magic beast went to whomever killed it. If he wanted to, he could have claimed that he had the rights to the golem. But the problem is, I'd have to prove it was actually me. Who'd believe that a gigantic golem had been felled by an earring? Hunter's attack? He didn't have any decisive evidence either. Neither the broken sword nor the soldier's testimony would have helped much. That wouldn't even be the end of it. He'd have to reveal how he'd gotten strong enough to defeat the golem. The more he thought about it, the more cons there were than pros. He had the extraordinary ability to level up. Jinwu couldn't justify revealing his secret just to claim a single golem. Too bad, but I have no choice. It hadn't been a total loss, however. In fact, he'd gotten something huge. He'd received a message the moment the golem fell. You have leveled up. Page, 163. Thanks to the golem, his level had increased once more. I level up even when I kill a regular magic beast. This was excellent news. That was enough for him for now. Jinwoo's apartment was on the ninth floor of an old, shabby building. On the outskirts of downtown. He found his key and opened the door. It was dark inside. Gina is really doing her best. It looked like his sister was still at the library. The food on the table was cold by now. His sister had made it, their mother had been in the hospital for a few years now. The notepad on the table had a message written in his sister's bubbly handwriting. Don't skip dinner. I'll check if you finished everything. Even though she was busy with her studies, she'd gone out of her way to make him something because he was getting discharged from the hospital. Jinwoo smiled gently and sat at the table, but he wanted to check something first before eating. Stat screen. Name. Jinwoo. Sung. Job. None. Page 164. HP.
2,220, Fatigue. 2, Level. 18, Title. Wolf. Assassin. MP. 350, Stats. Strength, 48. Stamina, 27. Agility, 27. Intelligence, 27. Perception, 27. Available ability points, 0, skills. Passive skill, unknown, LV, max, willpower LV.1, active skill, dash LV.1. It had been a long day. But thanks to this long day, his level was already at 18, his strength stat was already almost at 50, and his page, 165. Other ability stats were noticeably higher as well. He'd found out how his agility and perception worked. On top of that, I got a very useful dagger with a bunch of debuffs and tons of gold, even if I'm not sure how to use them yet. He didn't bother counting the strange poison as part of the day's achievements. All in all, his raid on the instance dungeon had been a big success. People who leave home early in the morning are usually careful not wake up their family, and so Gina locked the door quietly so as not to disturb her brother, who was usually in a deep sleep at this time of the day. But when she turned around, going to school? Huh? Gina's head jerked up, startled by the voice coming from nearby. Jingwu was jogging slowly toward her. He was dressed in sweats and running shoes. With the way he had his head pulled down low, it looked like he'd been out jogging. Gina's naturally big eyes got even bigger. Wait. You were already up? Been up for a while. Look out for traffic. All right. She watched, confused, as her brother went inside the apartment. Huh. He actually got up before me. Page, 166. Jingwu wasn't lazy by any means. Rather, Jina tended to wake up. Unusually early for someone her age, so she was often the first in the family to start the day. Somehow, she got the feeling that her brother's back seemed wider than before, but that didn't make sense. The human body wasn't an elastic band that could get bigger or smaller in the span of a few days. I'm probably just seeing things. She was shaking her head when Jean Wu suddenly handed her an umbrella. What's this for? Gina took the umbrella and stared up at the sky. It was the crack of dawn and consequently still dark outside, but the sky looked pretty clear. It doesn't seem like it's gonna rain. Take it with you. But it's heavy. Take it anyway. It's a folding umbrella, so it's not that heavy. Don't. Be a baby. Slam. He closed the door on her. What the? So bossy. Gina lightly kicked the door to show her disapproval, but shoved the umbrella in her bag and headed off. Wait. She mentally calculated where her brother's eye level had just been. That was weird. It was definitely higher than before. Page, 167. Do men get taller even in their twenties? Nah, that couldn't be it. 
She shook her head again and hurried off to school. Click. Meanwhile, Jean Wu locked the door and called up his inventory as he walked into the apartment. Storage. Storage, in then, inventory. He'd found out after a few experiments, but the command word didn't matter as long as the meaning got across. It was the same when opening his inbox. Open, access, reveal, etc. As long as the command word indicated that the inbox should open, it worked. He stuffed the umbrella he'd acquired from today's mystery box in his digital inventory. Another dud. It had been four days since he'd first entered an instance dungeon. He hoped for another key to an instance dungeon every time he opened a mystery box, but it seemed to be a pretty uncommon item. And he hadn't gotten another yet, that's that for now. He went to his bedroom and sat on the edge of his bed. He had a decision to make today. Stats. Stats. Strength, 48. Page, 168. Stamina, 27. Agility, 27. Intelligence, 27. Perception, 27. Available ability points, 12. He'd been accumulating ability points for the past four days. He hadn't missed one daily quest, and of course, he'd made sure to accept every single reward. He hadn't been distributing the ability points, though. The problem was, it's too hard. Indeed, he was finding it too difficult to make a decision. Strength. A good stat. He'd never regret investing any points there. Agility. Also a good stat. Agility didn't matter against a weak enemy. But it was crucial for the high-rank ones, since speed was relative. Then there were stamina and perception. Stamina was obviously better the higher it was, and perception was proving more useful than he'd expected. Intelligence. Well, there lay the problem. It was the only stat whose function he wasn't sure of. Even though it had increased quite a bit, he didn't feel any smarter than when he'd started. He hadn't gotten any better at memorization or math. This stats probably related to magic, but perhaps he didn't need that one quite yet. That still left four. Though, strength, agility, stamina, and perception. Still too difficult to choose. Eliminating one option hadn't helped at all. He just couldn't be sure. He knew that strength and agility worked well together. Being able to deal a lot of damage was useless if he couldn't hit a target. And vice versa, being able to hit a target was pointless if he couldn't deal much damage. He could regard strength and agility as a set. It'd be a good idea to increase agility to the same level as strength. If he increased agility, stamina wouldn't be as important for now. Agility and stamina weren't very compatible. With his agility up, there was less of a chance he'd get injured, but stamina was only really useful when he was in a position to receive a lot of damage. I can't not invest in stamina, but it seemed inefficient to increase agility and stamina simultaneously.
with that, he'd finally decided on the order of importance. First was agility, second was perception, and stamina was third. Since he'd already invested heavily in strength, he'd put it on the back burner. And since he was planning to increase agility, it made more sense to raise perception instead of stamina for now. With that in mind, Jing Wu first added two points to strength. Ping. Stats. Strength, 50. Stamina, 27. Agility, 27. Page, 170. Intelligence, 27. Perception, 27. Available ability points, 10. He wanted to start off by hitting 50 points for strength. It had been. On Jin was mind for a while now. Next, he spent 8 points on agility. Stats. Strength, 50. Stamina, 27. Agility, 35. Intelligence, 27. Perception, 27. Available ability points, too, there was no special meaning to this. He simply wanted to make the stats multiples of 5. I prefer having them as multiples of 5 over some other random number. It looks cleaner. Strength was 50, and agility was 35. Having them as multiples of 5 was an arbitrary decision on Jinwa's part, but he felt a small sense of satisfaction looking at them. And the last two points. Jingwu invested the rest on perception. With that, he finished. Distributing his points. Stats. Strength, 50. Stamina, 27. Agility, 35. Intelligence, 27. Perception, 29. Available ability points, 0. It irked him slightly that he hadn't been able to get perception to an even 30. I know I had no choice because I ran out of points, but he was content with everything else. He was okay with increasing stamina and intelligence by leveling up. So I guess that's it? It's hard to be 100% satisfied with any one thing. Given that this was the result of much deliberation, though, Jin Wu was pretty happy with the results. That was when the phone in the living room rang. Rying, rying. Could it be the association? The old Jin Wu would have gone as long as he could without answering. Because he didn't want to get called on a raid, but the new Jin Wu was itching to test his abilities on magic beasts. He quickly picked up the receiver. This is Hunter Jin Wu Sung. Page, 172. Ah, you finally answered. The phone call wasn't from the association. Jin Wu felt somewhat disappointed. Kiddo, why is it so hard to reach you these days? The voice coming over the phone was very familiar to Jin Wu. He hadn't been referred to as a kid since he'd graduated from high school four years ago, but his landlord had known Jin Wu since childhood, so he still called him kiddo. I'm sorry, sir. I was in the hospital due to an accident. Tisk, TSK. I see, so that's why. So, uh, kiddo. I haven't received the rent for this month yet, but if this month is looking 
tight, I can push it back a month or two. That's okay, sir. I'll transfer the money today. All right, then. Don't work too hard, I know you're taking good. Care of your mom and sister. Money's important, but make sure to. Take care of yourself. Yes, thank you for your concern. The phone call ended. Jean Wu took a bank statement out from a drawer. The balance read. 800,001. Ha, huh, he couldn't help but sigh. Once he paid the rent, 500,000. 1. The budget for the rest of the month would be 300,001. The rent was only 500,001 because the apartment building was an older, shabby structure located outside of Seoul, and the gracious landlord hadn't raised the rent since a few years ago due to the unfortunate situation of Jinwoo's family. These days, it would be difficult to find a place to rent for only 500,001. Page 173. It would be even more difficult to live a month with only 300,000. 1. I need to make some money soon. Jinwoo had a clear goal for now. He wasn't the same guy who, just a few days ago, had been afraid of and struggled to kill a single e-rank. Beast. How did hunters make money? The best way was by killing a magic. Beast. S or A rank hunters received sponsorships, shot commercials, and appeared on TV shows, so they raked in tons of cash, but that was a select minority of hunters. They were the elite few. With the exception of those extremely high rank hunters, most of them made their money from dungeons. Rank and experience. Those were the two factors that determined a hunter's earnings. 4. Jin Wu Sung, an earring hunter in the eyes of the association who had never experienced a dungeon higher than C rank, these were quite harsh guidelines. Jin Wu grimaced, never mind the rules, it would be great if I could somehow join a strike squad. He'd called several job postings on the hunter's website, but they'd all been dead ends. No one wanted an earring hunter. Most of those who posted these job openings were freelancers, so they tended to be extremely careful when forming their strike squads, as they'd often have to watch their own backs in fights. They were usually hunters who weren't good enough to join a guild, but were too skilled to stay with the hunters' association. This made them outsiders. Page 174 I've heard that even those hunters make more than 10 million one a month. It was high risk, high return. They made big money in exchange for risking their lives. There was a reason hunters were often the targets of envy. But it was frustrating for Jean Wu. Would it be easier to get reevaluated and raise my rank? He shook his head. No matter how many times he considered it, he Concluded it would be a stupid thing to do. An earring hunter becoming a high rank hunter. It didn't matter if it was a promotion to an A, B, or even C rank. A reawakening was always newsworthy. People liked to gossip, and hunters were hot topics. When there were five mouths, there were also ten eyes. Meaning the more people talked about him, the more eyes there'd be on him. 
and since. His abilities would keep increasing, it'd be only a matter of time. Before people found out his secret. A hunter who can keep increasing his abilities? He gets stronger as time passes? Which hunter is that? How is that possible? How can I be like him? He'd get way too much attention. There had never been a hunter like him. It would be inevitable that some of the people who showed interest would either want to use him or harm him. And if those people are powerful, he felt queasy just thinking about it. Page 175. He still wasn't strong enough. Jingwu didn't want to reveal his secret until he was absolutely sure he could protect himself. Getting reevaluated wasn't an option. But I still have to make money somehow. It wasn't like he could do some ordinary part-time job, since he didn't know when the association might call him. He couldn't pass up an opportunity to make money and gain experience at the same time. Via a dungeon, just because he was too busy trying to make ends. Meet. As he pondered what to do, a new job posting caught his eye. Urgent. Hunters of any rank welcome as long as they get here quickly. Jinwa's eyes lit up. A hot post that had just been uploaded. He quickly skimmed the details and noted it wasn't far from home. He gave them a call right away. The other side must have also been in a hurry as they answered the phone before the first ring completed. Hello? Jin Wu gave a brief explanation of why he was calling in calmly. Awaited the other person's response. Okay, so you're an E-rank? That wasn't a bad reaction. That's fine. We just need you to help meet a headcount quota. But it's a C-rank gate, so you might have difficulty hunting. We can. Divide the spoils among the rest of us and compensate you. Two million one. What do you think? Can you get here right away? Two million one for a day's work. That was a lot of money for helping to fill a quota. It was a pretty good deal. It was unfortunate he wouldn't get a share of any other. Page 176. Rewards from the dungeon, but he didn't want to be greedy and potentially miss out on the two million one. Let's put out the fire first. This kind of opportunity didn't come around often. Two million one was more than enough money to live on for a month. Jin Wu accepted the offer. I'll be there in 15 minutes. He was out the door in a second and flagged down a taxi to get to the meeting point. There were already nine people waiting for him. A person who seemed to be the leader waved to Jin Wu. Over here. It's this way. The guy was quite big and had a beard. He wore a friendly smile as he approached Jin Wu. Are you Jin Wu-sung? Yes. Oh, good. You found us with no problem. Why don't we introduce ourselves, since we'll be working together today? The bearded guy quickly introduced the other members. Eight of them, including the leader, were part of the same squad, and the last person had joined the team for the day just like Jin Wu. Jin Wu scoped out his new squadmates as he greeted them. He had a good sense of what each member's level was due to his increased perception stat. 
five of them seem to have similar ranks, and four of them have lower ranks. So five C rankers and four D rankers or lower. There were rules to attacking a C rank gate. There had to be a minimum of 10 people in the party, and at least half the hunters. Page 177. Needed to be C rank or higher. The association would give the green light once those conditions were met. They weren't kidding that Jing Wu really was just there to fill the quota. Now that introductions are out of the way, let me briefly go over some important points. The bearded man's name was Dong Se Kuang, and he'd told Jin Wu. He was a C-rank tank. He had the composure of someone who had participated in a raid many times before. While Dong Sik gave them a comprehensive overview of this mission, someone else approached Jin Wu. Um, I guess we're the temps? It was a bright young man Dong Sik had brought in to fulfill the head. Count. He wasn't a non-combat member like Jin Wu, though. He was a D-rank hunter and was expected to join the battle. He was a 22-year-old named Jin Ho Yu. He tried to greet Jin Wu, who merely nodded and purposefully looked away. Jin Ho had wanted to strike up a conversation, but ended up awkwardly standing there at Jin Wu's clear dismissal, so he rubbed the back of his neck and returned to his original position. Bro, that's enough. Let's get moving. We're going to kill everything anyway, so we don't need any details. Agreed. Our ears will bleed from all your nagging. As his squad teased him, Dong Suk clapped his hands and laughed. Fine, I'll stop here, and we can head in soon. Everyone started prepping to go inside. 